we're number one. We'll hold the line. We won't step back. We'll just attack time after time. We're lightning fast. We'll drive like rain. We won't be beat. We won't retreat. Ice in our veins. We are the storm from Melbourne town. We'll blow the others off the ground. We are the storm and we're number one. We are the Storm and we're number one. Welcome to Stormcast, the official Melbourne Storm podcast, episode 23. As always, a quick shout out to those of you who are supporting the podcast medium by downloading and subscribing to Stormcast with Gobs, the one and only Melbourne Storm podcast. Stormcast is your one-stop shop for discussing all things Melbourne Storm. Stormcast with Gobs is available on podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify as well as Acast if you stream it via that platform. As always, I'm your host Gobs and I'll be bringing you the latest news, views and storm content over the 2023 season. Now, without any further ado, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? <laughs> Here is Best, a ball back on the inside. Crossland was backing up a little trick shot from Newcastle, and now Meany cleans it up. He runs straight through everybody. The Knights make a mistake, and the speed of Meany. That was what looked to be, like, very ominous signs for the Storm to go on to uh, solidify a comprehensive victory over the Newcastle Knights. Unfortunately, uh, it was anything but that. After jumping and skipping ahead to a 12-0 lead, um, it would see the Storm give up their second big lead this season, the first the first time against the Panthers uh, only a number of weeks ago uh, at Marvel Stadium. Uh, where they gave up a 14-0 lead and let the Panthers right back into the contest. Um, Different game, different situation, different circumstances. Uh, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was was pathetic. It was a a very, very deflating uh, performance uh, by the Storm after jumping out to... A two, two try lead to lead twelve nil. Um, you can't sit back and just say that all of a sudden um, the knights came out of nowhere. I put it down to, and I don't like using this word because I don't think it's a word that should be ever used by any. Any Melbourne Storm team that pulls on that jersey across any year, any season, any era is that the word complacency, the word complacency should never, ever be used. But unfortunately, with this current group, I can't help but say there is an element of complacency, that it is all between the ears. It is mental it is mental. There, there doesn't seem to be that 
shall we say, that attitude not only in defence but just from a from an entire game perspective that they don't want to roll the sleeves up, get into the trenches and get dirty and get into the grind. It's almost like they want to... F- they want to score their way to victory. They want to finesse their way to victory without having the right to do so. And you've got to earn the right to do so. And you do that through through getting into the trenches and doing the hard work, getting into the grind, getting into the wrestle. And there just doesn't seem to be an appetite to do that at the moment, which is very, very, very disappointing and very, very concerning, more so than there's only... What, six weeks out from the finals. You need to be coming in and, and playing your best football leading in to that finals run. And, yeah, you you could probably hear it in my voice. There's There's a lot of trepidation there. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of concern that they're not playing their best football. They don't look like playing their best football. They go from performing so admirably against the Roosters the week before, which tells everyone and shows everyone and shows themselves that they are more than a competent football team, that they can defend their line stoutly, they can scramble well, they can get into the arm wrestle, and take their opportunities when they do present. But you can't not do it, or you can't put yourself in a position where you're not backing that up week in, week out. And that is the most frustrating thing, but it's also a concerning thing. Because the good teams are able to do that. The good teams are, are, have found that consistency in their game. And at the moment, consistency is not a is not a, a word or a term that you associate the Melbourne Storm with. And that's 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 the disappointing thing. And as I may mention to, take out the word consistency and replace it with complacency. And that's the big issue. That's the big issue at the moment. And it, it really it shouldn't be. I, I know I know this is a, a new group and there's gonna be parallels and, and comparisons made to previous storm teams, which rightly or wrongly is grossly unfair because every season is is a new group. So whatever the previous group did in the previous season means nothing because this group is 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 a different team. It's a different list and it's it's it is the youngest, it is the youngest and most inexperienced list that Craig Bellamy's ever had. And that that coincided with the amount of experience that's walked out the door over the past two seasons at the back end of that 2021-2022 seasons where the lights of Nico Hines and Dale Finucane 
uh, and Brandon Smith and Jesse Bromwich and Kenny Bromwich and Felice Kafusi. All those names there, they've all got one thing in common and they're all leaders. So you see all that leadership walk out the door and with those leadership go the values, the standards, the behaviours that are all set from Monday to Friday. And at the moment they're just that that there seems to be a leadership void or which really there shouldn't be because you look at the experience of Christian Welsh, who's played Origin, who's won a grand final, Cameron Munster, who's top five players in the game, argument to say top three players, um, Jerome Hughes, Premiership winning halfback, New Zealand international, current Kiwi halfback. Then you look at someone like Harry Grant, who is an established first grader now, has played finals football, has won Origins, is considered the number one hooker in the game. Nelson Osofa Solomona, forward leader, enforcer. Um, The list goes on. The list goes on. So there's enough experience in that team to be driving the standards for the rest of the for the rest of the group, and they're just not doing it at the moment, and that's that's the big concern. That's the big concern, and it needs to turn around. It really, really does. Really, really does. Um, and the devils in the detail again. The ill discipline. The ill discipline was very, very concerning. If you look at the tail of the tape. So, again, the storm conceded. Just trying to bring up the stats. My apologies. Forty five missed tackles. That's that's too many. That's too many. And then, yeah, conceding again, seven seven penalties, nine errors. You're putting two players put on report. Like you, you're putting you're putting pressure on yourself. You can't win a game of football when you when you're putting yourself in that position. Now, it sounds cliche, but it's 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 always used by a lot of media commentators, is that to beat the Storm, you've got to play well because the Storm don't beat themselves. Well, last Saturday night against the Knights, they beat themselves. And I'm not taking anything away from Newcastle. The Knights were fantastic. They were gallant. They were gutsy. They were relentless. They didn't go away. They did not go away. They could have fallen in a heap and dropped their heads up to 12-0. But no, they fought back and... They they deserved the victory. They were they were the better team. They seriously were the better team for I'd say sixty five minutes of that game. That first fifteen minute period, the storm were just all over them, and then just put the again the complacency factor. It was like they almost thought, well, we're just going to walk this in. We're just going to walk this in. 
all played in dinner suits, didn't want to get put the overalls on and, and go to work, which that's the most frustrating thing. That is the most, most frustrating thing. Um, and just, yeah, that there just doesn't seem to be a connection there at the moment, especially with you study the shape um, and every time they go to the left edge or they go to the right edge, there just doesn't seem to be that connection that was there a few weeks ago um, against the Sharks and against the West Tigers, against the Roosters. And then they 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 roll out last week against the Knights and there's a lack of cohesion, there's a lack of understanding, there looks to be a lack of communication, there's no patience, um, no connectivity. So, again, I don't know what's going on. And that was a week coming off a camp on the New South Wales North Coast and they put out that performance after, again, a really, really good win, a really good win against the Roosters the week before. So I don't know. I do not know. I'm just extremely, extremely disappointed. Um, And I like to be optimistic. I like to try and take as many positives as I can. Um, But jumping in the car, driving two hours up the M1 to watch that performance and then having to drive home, which a two-hour two-hour commute back home felt like half a day just mulling over what went wrong and, yeah, it was, yeah, disappointing, very disappointing. Let's see what Craig Bellamy had to say after the game. Craig, you had that intensity earlier then you sort of lost it after that first 10 or so minutes. Uh, yeah, we probably did have it then, but we had a couple of lucky breaks too, you know, the first try, so... Um, yeah, they just, with all due respect, they just look like they wanted more than us, you know. Um, I'm not quite sure where our intensity was, up, you know, in the last half hour of the first half. But, um, yeah, it was disappointing. It's probably as disappointing, you know, 70 minutes that I can remember. But like I say, especially the, you know, the 20, 30 minutes in, in the first half, it was... Yeah, we lacked energy, we lacked enthusiasm, we lacked communication. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, disappointing. It's not often you say that a side wanted it more than yours. How much does that hurt? It does, yeah, without a doubt. And, um, yeah, like I said, you know, sometimes... <laughs> You know, this is not all the time, but you know, just sometimes you wonder how important it is to them, you know. But uh, I'm not quite sure where that that initial enthusiasm, aggression, and intent went. You know, it was like just got too hard, or we thought it was going to be too easy. You know, like one thing we pride ourselves on is not getting complacent or, or never getting complacent. You know, that's not. That's not what we're about, and we don't want to be about that. But yeah, you know, I'm not quite sure that was it. Or, but like I say, at the end of the day, they out enthused us, and they out they outworked us. To be quite honest, and um, that was the difference. The difference in the end. 
when you speak about want and desire, does that has that been a concern of yours at all? Through yeah, it's been a bit of an up and down year, you know, for that. You know, um, you know we we have given up some leads, you know. Like, so I'm not quite sure. Uh, and again, you know, you're going to get beat every now and then. You know, when you have a good start, whatever. But it's been a little bit consistent this year, and um, you know, we got to sort of ask ourselves: Is it, you know, how ruthless are we, or how ruthless do we want to be? You know, do we want to? You know, do you want? Do we want to be a good football team when? You know, we've got all the ball and it's easy going. Or do we want to be a good football team when in any situation? And we haven't been that this year. Definitely haven't been that this year. Definitely have not been that this year. And that's the thing, right? One thing that the Storm have made a history on is being that ruthless team that puts the foot on the throat, that... If there's blood in the water, they continue to go and go and go and go. Uh, and this team just does not have it. And if they do show signs of it, there's no consistency in it. Whilst, again, without trying to draw comparisons, but you can only you can only go on what you've seen previously, right? And people are always going to make comparisons to yesteryear and previous sides and the history that the Storm has been able to establish over a 25-year period. And the commonality is they have always been ruthless, especially under the Craig Bellamy era. He brought that defensive steel. He put that, that ruthlessness in them, that desire, that hunger, that will to compete. And for Belliac to sit in the press conference and question their will, their desire, their hunger, he's done it several times this year. And it's probably several times over the 21 years that he's been coaching. How How many times would he have questioned that of... The 2000, let's say the 2010 team, for example, that had to turn up week in, week out and play for no points and accumulated enough wins to finish in the top four. Like, that's the barometer. If any team didn't want to turn up, and had an excuse not to turn up, it was that team, but they had too much pride. They had too much pride in their own performance. They had too much pride as a group, and they had pride in the jersey. Now, this mob needs to find some pride. They really, really do. They really, really do. Otherwise, this is going to be a season that, again, they're just going to look back upon and think, what a wasted opportunity. Because there is a team I should say there is a group within this team that is talented and have proven that on their day they are near unbeatable. And that is the nature of the competition, which we've said time and time again. The even the even even 
eveningness of the competition through the salary cap doing its job, the introduction of the Dolphins, which has spread and thin, thinned out the talent right across the game, has, has made the competition more even than ever. And if you don't turn up, you get your pants pulled down. And and that's that's the situation at the storm at the moment, where the consistency is just not there. And again, it's not a talent thing. It's not a fitness and conditioning thing. It is it is definitely between the ears and what's under the jumper. So that needs to that needs to be rectified quick smart. Now, Captain Christian Welsh spoke to SEN radio uh, early on during the week, uh, which he can do on a Monday to Wednesday, uh, provided that it's not in line with the ridiculous RLPA media boycott. Let's hear what Christian Welsh had to say about the situation. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it was bloody disappointing, mate, and. Uh... Yeah, it's been frustrating this year. We we can be so good and then so bad and just do just do stupid shit. Like honestly, we just shit ourselves in the foot sometimes. And um, and yeah, look, the Knights were up. They're they're a good side. They've hit some form, but I think the reality is the competition. Anyone on their day has beaten anyone. So mm. you know, unless you play a consistent brand of football, I think that's what Bells is getting at. You know, consistent teams generally, you know, they'll go all right. And also, if you have a consistent regular season, you're you'll get a consistent result finals. Basically, if you're too up and down, it's pretty hard to have a good four weeks straight uh, and, and play perfect football if, you, if that's not you. So it's um, it's a bit concerning, you know, considering how late in the year and we're still struggling to, I suppose, um, put it all together. But we've had some really good moments, but at the same time, we've had some pretty bad losses. But then, you know, as I, as I tried to say to the boys, you know, it was, I feel like we're having, you know, a pretty tough year in yeah. terms of, not performing well, but you look at the ladder, we're still coming. I know, I know, I know. I know. I mean, there's obviously good standards at the club, but at the same time, we need a, we're need we in a good position still here, and we've got a really good opportunity where we need to mm. start improving, um, you know, exactly what the coach is talking about. So true, so true. Again, the consistency factor. So obviously, it's been spoken about internally by the playing group, and obviously, Craig Bellamy's rammed at home that he's expecting and demanding consistency. Uh, and again, it, not all not all is lost. They're in the top four. Just. They had an opportunity in the weekend to, to cement their spot in the top four and potentially look at a top two, top three finish. But top four is where it's at because history already, history already tells us and shows us ever since the top eight format's been in, into... Effect, you have to go all the way back to 1995. There's only been one team that's come outside the top eight to win a premiership, and that was the the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs in 1995, where they won the comp from sixth. Now, they caught fire, and they just went all the way through. They had momentum, but it's never been done since then, which goes to show that to give yourself an opportunity to, to play in a grand final... You need to finish in the top four. It gives you security from a two bites of the cherry perspective that should you lose week one, you get a second opportunity in week two. 
and then it becomes sudden death. But should you win week one, you automatically go to week three. So that's the opportunity that the Storm really have in order to try and solidify and cement a top four spot. Now they can't put themselves they can put themselves in a position by continuing to win games. And it starts this week against the Parramatta Eels. Team list Tuesday. Well, the Melbourne Storm will undergo a shuffle for Friday night as they prepare to take on the Parramatta Eels at the Storm's second home game at Marvel Stadium for what is women in league round. Nelson Asafa Solomona and Remus Smith unfortunately face stints on the sideline after suffering injuries in round 21, with Tom Eisenhuth and Marion Sevier lining up in their place for the injured duo, respectively. Young Tonamapia will also make his third appearance of the year in the starting squad alongside Marion Seve in the centres, whilst forward Eli Katoa looks to make a return through the interchange bench after a round 15 eye injury kept him from the NRL field. So that's only six weeks ago. So let's have a look at the storm. Nick Meaney has been named at fullback. Will Warbrick and Xavier Coates are on the wings. Marion Seve and Young Tonomapia are the new centre pairing. Now, Young Tonomapia in the number four, usually held by Justin Ollum. Now, Ollum has been dropped. And to be frank, probably deservedly so. Um, has been horribly out of form. Has missed his assignment both in attack as well as defence. Um, and it happens, players go through form slumps. Um, and again, unfortunately, I think Juzzy is a product of the environment he's in at the moment where that entire left edge just isn't firing. Uh, I may mention to it earlier, there just doesn't seem to be that understanding, that connection that's been there previously. Um, you see it when, you know, the Storm go to the left edge with their shape and, again, it just it looks, looks clunky, looks flat. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of um, communication in terms of what they're actually doing and what they're trying to execute on their with their shape. So um, Juzzy's paid the price there. Um, so he'll go back and play for the Sunshine Coast Falcons in reserve grade and hopefully he'll be able to work on on those areas of his game and I, I dare say that we'll see we'll see Olam back in a couple of weeks, if not next week, depending on form and depending on the result. Um, Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes again in the halves. Tui Kemikamitha joins Christian Welsh in the front row. Harry Grant at hooker. Trent Liero and Tom Eisenhuth have been named in the back row with Josh King in the lock position. On the interchange bench, Bronson Garlick is in the 14. Alec McDonald 
And the 15, Elisa Katoa in 16, and Tyron Wishart rounds out the top 17 for the Storm. On the extended reserves, Grant Anderson is there, Chris Lewis, Tepoi Morua um, in number 20, Aaron Penne in 21, and Jaden Nikarima in 22. Now, my thoughts when looking at this team, um, the first thing that stands out is I think... I think Eli Katoa will start the game, meaning I'm expecting Tom Eisenhuth to actually revert back to the bench. Uh, Eisenhuth can play, as we've seen, um, both as an edge player but as a middle as well. Um, So I'm expecting him to go back uh, to the interchange bench. I also think that either Tepai Moroa or Aaron Penne will come on the bench for either Tyron Wishart or Bronson Garlic, um, enabling a a, th- a three-middle-forward f- rotation. Um, so depending on the, the form and the minutes that Tepai Moroa has been able to get in, he may make his first appearance for the Storm Um in 2023, Aaron Penne, um, who was recovering from a foot-slash-ankle injury, um, played in the Queensland Cup last week and got through the game. So, again, his availability could also see him um, come onto the bench at the expense of Wishart or Bronson Garlic. So that would be the only sort of two changes I could... I could envisage that Eisenhuth will revert back to the bench. Katoa will start um, because it just Ellie Katoa is just an edge, an edge player. Whilst Eisenhuth can play both edge and middle and provides that sort of versatility coming off the interchange bench. Um, got good leg speed in and around the ruck as well, um, and defensively sound. So that's what I'm expecting there. So. Gobbs is tipping Katoa will start on the right edge. Tom Eisenhuth will revert back to the bench and Wishart or Garlic will drop off the bench and either see Tepo Moroa or Aaron Penne uh, being promoted to the final 17 come kickoff. Now, let's look at the Eels. Now, they've got a few issues themselves but still a very, very capable uh, football team. So Clint Gutherson, captain and fullback, Wanga Blake and Sean Russell uh, on the wings, Will Panasini and Bailey Simonson in the centres, Dijan Arsi and Mitchell Moses are the halves, Okafiki Ogden and Junior Barlow are in the front row with Brendan Hands at hooker, Andrew Davey and Bryce Cartwright uh, uh, in the second row, Jermaine Hopgood is at lock. On the bench, they've got Luca Moretti, Joe Offa-Angawi, Joey Lusick, and Ryan Madison uh, make up the 17. On the extended reserves, Hayes Dunstar, Makahesi Makatoa, Wiramu Greg, Kai Robwell, and Jack Murchie. Now, the dangers for the Eels. Well, a Brad Arthur coach team, they're not going to go away. They're an effort-based team. They never give up, and that's led primarily by Clint Gutherson. He's there. 
he's the one that, that front loads the Eels' energy and gets them going and playing over the advantage line. He competes on everything. He pushes up um, both sides of the ruck as well as through the middle. Um, and whilst whilst he's in the team, he, dri- he drives the standard of the effort of the Eels. Um, and history shows that they've won six out of the last seven uh, games against against the Storm. This is the Storm's bogey team. They've got a style of play that really, really unsettles Melbourne. Um, they play a power game. They're aggressive through the middle. Um, and that opens up space for their halves, especially Moses, who's a great ball running, ball running number seven, to get on the front foot. And that'll really accentuate his kicking game as well. Moses, Moses has probably the best general play kicking game in, in the competition. So there's going to be plenty of pressure that Warbrick and Coates are going to be under. Um, you watch how Moses kicks the ball and he'll separate He'll separate and find space between the pendulum, so the fullback and the wingers. He'll always find space. Whilst the Storm's kicking game almost throw it straight down the opposition fullback and wingers, which gets their set started so well. That's one thing that Moses really, really has in his kit bag. And again, when he when he decides to run the football on the basis of that power game that the Eels forward pack can lay, then extremely, extremely dangerous. And they're a team that if they can generate momentum, they're very, very hard to claw back. Um, again, Junior Barlow really from a first first prop carry. Uh, really gets their set started very, very well. Jermaine Hopgood has been an outstanding buy for them. Very unheralded, very underrated. He generates a lot of the second phase play that, that the Eels really thrive off in terms of promoting football. Um, and Bryce Cartwright is in career best form, um, fulfilling that potential that he sort of everyone knew that he had coming through uh, as a junior at the Panthers, um, and he's just been able to strip it back and he's really, really matured in in, in, in his football at the moment. And, um, yeah, Andrew Davey, you know what you're going to get. Defensively sound, crafty with the ball. Again, this is a team that doesn't mind throwing caution to the wind, but it's almost calculated in terms of how they do promote the football. So you can bet your bottom dollar the Eels are going to come with a game plan. There's going to be an ambush. Um, They love getting up for the Storm. Um, They play their best football against the Storm. Um, And again, this is is a danger game. Very, very danger game. Their bench is strong as well. Madison has the coverage of playing um, virtually anywhere on the field. Um, primarily as a middle or on an edge. Uh, and the prodigal son returns, Joey Lussick, straight into the team. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Joey Lussick was um, a former Parramatta Eels uh, player. He was um, a, a hooker that went to Super League. Um, and due to the injury crisis that the Eels have uh, faced with uh, Josh Hodson having um, surgery on his neck, uh, which has virtually ruled him out for the season. Um, young Brandon Hands, who's done an admirable job at hooker, um, 
he's now got support from Joey Lussick, who's been brought back from from the UK Super League. So, again, um, they're going to be a handful. They're going to be a handful. Uh, Dejan Arce, who the Eels had signed um, from the Warriors uh, via the Cowboys, is very, very underrated as a, as a, as a 5'8". Uh, great ball runner. Um, and again, he'll complement Moses extremely well. Moses can just run the team, and, and Arce can just basically feed the outside men and do and pick his times when to run. Um, so again, I'm really, really worried about this game. If a Storm middle doesn't take and try and stop the go forward of the Eels. It could be a very, very long night and it could be a very disappointing night on what is going to be the 25th anniversary uh, for the Storm celebrating um, their existence. It's Old Boys Day, so all the former club greats are flying in for the game. Um, And it is also Women in League round as well. So there's quite... Uh, a lot involved with this game and it would be extremely deflating um, not to be able to turn up and at least motivate yourself to be able to get up for this clash in what, again, could be a game that could cement and at least maintain touch within that top four for the Storm. So, again, you don't want to see the word complacency you don't want to see the word inconsistency. Um, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity. Six weeks to go, and it starts now. As made mention, Nelson Osofa Solomona and Remus Smith faced stints on the sideline after succumbing to injury in last Saturday night's Round 21 clash in Newcastle. For everyone that watched the game, Nelson had a problem with his finger. Looks like a severely dislocated finger that just did not go back into play, uh, into place, and unfortunately has undergone a minor procedure um, to rectify it and will miss the game against the Eels before being assessed, uh, reassessed next week for the Panthers. Uh, meanwhile, um, what looked to be a horrible injury to Remus Smith, it's likely he's only going to be out for between two and three weeks with an adductor strain. Uh, an adductor is part of the groin, um, so it is a groin muscle, so a strain is better than a tear, so... Whilst it's not favourable, it is a better outcome than a tear. If it was a tear, it could have been season-ending. Um, so um, let's hope um, both those players will be back um, in the ensuing weeks, uh, specifically against the Panthers for for Nelson next week. So fingers crossed. <laughs> So 
So some stall news. Um, our junior representative team, the Melbourne Storm Jersey Flag side's run of wins on the road has come to an end, unfortunately, going down 26-18 to the St. George Illawarra Dragons last Saturday, um, which is disappointing because they've been, they've been running rather hot and strong, the, the, young, the young Stormers. Um, but they will look back, uh, back uh, bounce uh, look to bounce back when they play uh, Paramount Eels at Seabrook Reserve this coming Saturday. Now, the Storm in the Jersey flag competition are still running fifth, so it is a top six that does qualify for the finals. So their run of wins um, has given them the opportunity to finish uh, in the top six. Um, the Eels are currently placed eighth, so on 20 points. The Storm are on 24 points. So, again, it's an opportunity for the Storm to continue to to maintain touch and, and their, keep their spot in the top six. So, fingers crossed, um, the young Storm boys can do that uh, and continue to put themselves in a position uh, to be able to play finals football. Now, um, I'm sure everyone was across it, but the Storm uh, and Ryan Pappenhausen uh, shared some rather positive news. Um, Ryan Pappenhausen on Saturday, only hours before the Storm Knights game, took to social media and went on to say that, I reckon I'm only a few weeks away now. Good couple of weeks at training. Back into contact, back into everything, really. Now just topping up. Some Ks in the legs, then we good. And the Storm shared that, saying nearly time. Now... Everyone who's been following Ryan Pappenhausen's journey um, across social media, um, and he's been really, really, really good, really open, very transparent um, in terms of sharing his journey um, with fans and members of the Storm and and the wider rugby league community, I I must say, that um, that have taken an interest in, in his return and recovery and rehab from that horrific knee injury. Um, The videos that he's provided over the last couple of weeks in terms of upping the ante in terms of his running, his change of angles, uh, the photos that have been put up by the Storm social media team where he's rejoined the the main squad um, and doing all the training, doing getting all the reps back in, uh, getting the load back in his body and the news that he's resumed contact. Um, so his return to play is imminent. His return to play is imminent. And the, the I suppose, the timeline, we're, we're only talking about potentially a week or two away now, which is fantastic. Um, there was a little bit of scuttlebutt and innuendo around that he potentially could be playing Queensland Cup for the Falcons this week, I find that 
potentially a little bit touch and go. Take it as a grain of salt. Um, he isn't listed in the Falcons team, but that doesn't really mean anything. Um, they can they can pull a rabbit out of the hat and put him in jersey number twenty three or twenty four um, before kickoff. But I'd suggest potentially another week away. Um, before we see Paps return to the field. So a fortnight at best. Best case scenario, I would say another week. But, yeah, really, really good signs. The video that he uploaded today was great. So it showed him running different angles um, and looking like he was receiving the ball on the back of shape, uh, which is game-specific, which is good too. So And really sort of accelerating as well on that knee. And I suppose the positive thing too is in all of the all of the videos, in all of the photos, there's no strapping on the knee. There's no strapping on the knee. Uh, even in the contact session and everything like that as well. So that's really, really positive. Um, that's probably the best part about the Storm um, news that's come out over the past couple of weeks. So really, really positive and let's hope it continues in that regard. Now, I'm not sure if anyone caught 100% footy. I'm sure you're all well across it. I know I was, and I'm seething. Um, I'm, yeah, seething. Yeah, seething's an apt word to use. Uh, about the comments made by Channel 9... Media commentator Phil Gould, uh, when asked about uh, the top eight, the top four premiership credentials of teams, uh, and he made mention to the Storm. I do agree, guys, about the Storm. I think the the Storm have a very, very tough run going in, and they're they're not that great. Storm are gone. No, we're saying they're not going to make the eight. Well, they're not going to be making the four. Yeah, and they certainly can't win the competition. There you go. Storm are gone. Won't make the four and certainly can't win the competition. Now, if I'm a Melbourne Storm player and I'm sitting there and I see that and I hear that and we talk about complacency, we talk about inconsistency, that right there, that just adds fuel to the fire. Adds fuel to the fire to be able to prove people wrong because... I can, I can bet your bottom dollar Phil Gould isn't the only one in the game that's thinking the same thing at the moment. There'd be plenty of people saying that the Storm are gone, that they won't make the top four, that they certainly can't win the competition. So, and this is where the man in the mirror, from an individual perspective for the players, as well as a group collective they have to come together because they're the only ones that can turn this around and they can make something of this. So let's see it. Let's see it. Cameron Munster this week did his media. Let's see what he had to say. At, at half time, Craig looked fairly animated. You've, you've been around him for, for a long time now. Is that one of the bigger serves that he's given you or nothing special? Um... Oh, I think it was, it was well overdue. Uh, I didn't show enough energy. Like this, it's a bit like the Penrith game. We're up 
I think 14 points against Penrith and then vice versa, 12 points against Newcastle and um, nine times out of ten, the old Melbourne Storm teams just put them away and, um, and didn't give anyone an opportunity to come back and give momentum again. So it's a bit of a frustrating thing. Um, no disrespect to Newcastle, they played a really good game of footy um, and we just didn't play the standard and high level of, of footy that we, we expect of each other as, as a club and as a player. And um, Yeah, like I said, you've got to be consistent every week um, and play good footy every week because anyone can beat you on your day um, and that's that's the reason at the moment is just those inconsistencies as players and as a group um, that's really hurting the club I know we're still in the top four but um, we, we've got a hard run home and we need to make sure we find some consistency otherwise it could be the similar year to last year Are you worried about losing your place in the Oh we've got a hard run home I'm not going to sugarcoat it, we need to play our best footy in the next six to seven weeks to even get in the top four and or stay in the top four so um, yeah, we got to do everything we can um, and improve and, and try and find what's what's that missing piece that we're lacking at the moment and, and find our identity and see what, what's going on with us at the moment because we're showing good patches in the first 15, 20 minutes and then kind of fading away. I don't think it's fitness levels. I think it's just a mindset and mental um, strength at the moment. Just just not getting ourselves in certain positions and us as leaders, myself, Yuzi, Harry, uh, we need to start take, taking a step up and, and start um, helping these younger boys get around the field and, and being a bit more consistent in certain areas and trying to shut the game out. Virtually everything that I've spoken about on this podcast was summed up in what Cameron Munster just said then. So, again, they know what the issue is, they know what the problem is, but it's time that they addressed it. And again, it has to start. It has to start Friday night against the Eels. Yeah, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Uh, now, um, last week, unfortunately, I didn't get to the listener questions, so I threw it out on my social uh, media. Uh, via the Stormcast Instagram page and Facebook page and Twitter page uh, about some Storm questions. Now, the first one comes from Jared Ryan. Uh, would you classify the Roosty, Roosters as Storm's bunny team? Now, bunny team is opposite to bogey team, so meaning that if you look at who you've got uh or a team that you've got the wood on um, in terms of successive wins, then, yeah, you, you probably could make that argument that the Storm do have the wood on the Roosters. Um, so you go back to the 2018 Grand Final where the Roosters won. They won the Premiership. Uh, since that time, the Storm's record is... Superb. I think they've only lost twice since 2018. So, uh, and one of those times was in Golden Point um, in 2019 um, against against a freaky 40 meter field goal from Latrell Mitchell. So, yeah, definitely, most definitely. Um, again, styles make fights. Well, I was only making mention to it before about um, about the Eels, where they've just got a style of play that really unsettles the Storm, and they know how to they know what makes the Storm tick. They know how to counteract their strengths, um, and they're just a team that can get up for big games and they lift. 
they lift against the Storm the way the same way the Storm lift against the Roosters. Uh, because of the rivalry, the history, uh, the personalities in the opposite team, the, yeah, it's 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 it it is a it is a it is a funny one where certain teams have have an advantage and have a winning streak over over a different team, regardless of transition of player or group or whatever. So, yeah, Jared, to your uh, to your question, I would say that at the at the moment. The current trend would suggest that yes, the 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 Roosters are the Storms bunny team. So yeah, thank you very much for the question. Uh, Darren William um, asked, "Are the Storm going to renew Juzzy's contract for season twenty twenty four?" Now, Juzzy resigned earlier this year. Uh, he penned a two-year extension for 24, and he comes off contract at the end of 2025. So he's got another two years after 23. So he's got season 20, well, this season, 2024, and 2025. So he's on contract for the next two years, Darren. So he's going nowhere, uh, despite his um, his poor form at the moment, seeing him dropped to reserve grade. But uh, he's on contract uh for season 2024 and 2025. So, again, thank you very much for your question. Now, Walla Tia, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing that uh, surname uh, correctly, says, Our defence is Storm's problem, especially when we play against weaker teams. Now, again, completely agree. Completely agree. And, again, that comes back down to the complacency factor of showing potentially a severe lack of respect to teams uh, beneath the storm. And that's that's a mindset thing. That's a mental thing where they just think they can roll out into the field, go through the motions without having to get into the grind, get into the armrest and work hard for victory. They just think it's going to happen because of where they're placed in the position on the ladder, which, again, um, is very disappointing because that... that lends itself to the inconsistency which we're talking about. So um, definitely agree. Um, and, that, again, we used the, the Roosters example from last week. They can get up for that game because of the history, because of the rivalry, because of the, I suppose, the, the aura that the Roosters still have as being one of the benchmark clubs in the competition, albeit they're having a very um, not too dissimilar season to the Storm in terms of inconsistency. But on their day, and on paper, they are one of the best teams in the competition. They've got one of the best coaches in the competition. And you know that if you're playing a Roosters team, you've got to pack your mouth guard because it's going to be a bruising contest. Um, Yet the Storm will play a team that many considered them to bank a win against last week against the Knights. And again, that's no disrespect to the Knights, but going on form, going on past history, uh, going on what was on the line for the Storm in terms of being able to solidify a top four spot, many had predicted that that was a win for the Storm. And to give up the the lead, again, speaks to exactly what you're saying, Walla, is that the, the, the Storm's problem, especially when 
the team is playing against weaker teams, they, they just don't have that ruthlessness that Craig Bellamy is expecting them to have, and that needs to change. Uh, another question here from Bengi Albert Cundum. Why is Olam not playing this weekend? Well, Bangi, he has been dropped. So, um, and again, that's there's obviously reasons for him being dropped uh, from a performance perspective, which I'm sure that have been conveyed to him by Craig Bellamy and the coaching staff. So he's been sent back to reserve grade to work on those issues. Um, and again, he's too good of a player not to be back in first grade. So I dare say we will see... Jazzy return, uh, depending on the result on Friday night and the result of his performance um, in the Queensland Cup in the this weekend. Um, so we'll just see. We'll just see what what happens on that frontier. But again, all he can do is control what he can control, and that comes down to performing well and putting himself in a position to be able to force his way back in. And, again, he's got the the runs on the board in terms of his um, understanding continuity combination on that left edge with Munster, Liero, Xavier Coates, his fellow countrymen, um, so I know it's disappointing not to see um, Juzzy back or retain, but again, it's yeah, it's 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 up to him to um, to turn it around, and you just have to let his football do the talking, which I'm sure he's going to do, which I'm sure he's going to do. So don't. Uh, don't fear. I think he'll be. Um, I think he'll be back sooner than than we think. So um, again, but let's hope that young Tonomapia and Marion Seve step up. They've got an opportunity now to really, um, to really make a fist of the opportunity that they've been given through Jazzy being dropped and Remus Smith being injured. So we'll see. We will see. Now, Donald Anderson uh, asked, do you think Storm at $6 are a good bet at the Premiership? Well, Donald, they're actually now at $8. So uh, there's probably more value in the money now um, this week than there was last week. So um, whilst I'm not a betting man um, and nothing is a sure thing, um, and what are you really gambling with? throwing all those cliches out there. Um, if you were to place a bet, um, $8 is definitely better than $6, my friend. So uh, do your best. Do your best on that frontier. But, uh, again, thank you uh, for your questions. Again, I'll throw out um, I'll throw out uh, a post next week uh, asking for more questions and more feedback. And, yeah, it's great to engage with you guys. <laughs> Well, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for lending your ears, your time, uh, listening to the podcast. Uh, I know it's been a very 
somber and deflating uh, and concerned podcasts, and I can only be raw, I can only be real, I can only be truthful, um, and I am disappointed, and I'm, I'm also worried um, about what potentially could transpire in the ensuing weeks, especially this week, uh, against what I've already alluded to, is that the Eels have uh, a great track record um, in terms of being able to upset the uh, upset the storm, so it's going to be one hell of a game. It's a danger game uh, for the storm, and again, hopefully they don't need any in added incentive in terms of not being able to turn up and play for the eighty minutes, celebrating twenty five year anniversary women league round, old boys day, uh, and a, again. The, the bigger prize is um, continuing to, to maintain touch and stay in that top four spot, which is so important, so important. So um, the loss of Nelson, um, the loss of Remus Smith, uh, the loss of Tarek Sims through suspension. Um, again, we didn't really sort of touch on that, but um, being suspended for a shoulder charge, as well as a high tackle, uh, we'll miss the next two weeks. So games against the Eels as well as the Panthers, uh, which is very, very disappointing because his experience would have been really, really handy, as well as his size in the middle. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough ask. Um, so there's a little bit of adversity with through suspension, through injury, through form at the moment with Jazzy being dropped as well. So missing five... Missing five players, uh, if you include Pappy as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be a very, very tough game. Very tough game, and I'm, I'm, in, I'm expecting an ambush by the Eels. So, um, yeah, from a, from a tipping perspective, uh, I don't want to say golden point again because we had that in round one, um, but it's got all the makings of going right down to the wire. Right down to the wire. Um, so I'll say Storm by two, not with a great deal of confidence, unfortunately, but we'll see how we go. But uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your... Rugby league. And uh, until next week, uh, go Storm. Hey!